0: Bring a Sweater, Lady and Elena's Archival Research Adventure. A podcast series about spending our summer with 17th and 18th century documents. Good evening slash morning slash afternoon, honestly, whatever it is, wherever you are. This is our last and final episode of Bring a Sweater, everybody. And uh, for now. For now, for now. But uh, we can cue the sobbing track now. (laughs) But (laughs) It is with a heavy heart we come to you. (laughs) Grab your tissues, everybody. Uh, Just kidding. We're not going to get that emotional. Maybe. We might, though. We might. (laughs) And even if it does, we will. (laughs) And welcome. (laughs) (laughs) To our emotions. So I guess for this uh, last episode, I, I suppose for this season, as we're literally about to drive back home, Uh, from Virginia to Florida. um, We just kind of wanted to wrap it up with things that we've learned uh, throughout our experiences and, you know, final says and, you know. Tips, tricks,
1: hints, other (laughs) synonyms. (laughs) Um, Yeah, just, you know, the the whole point of doing this was to offer, you know, anyone interested in archival research, offer any students who, you know, want to step into this world, um you know just our experiences because like we said at the beginning there we had nothing to go off of and so you know our sincere hope is that you can take from this just lessons or you know just you know laugh at our stories and learn okay I'm I'm gonna do it this way or you know whatever like any of the tips that we're about to give you if there's just one thing that you take out of it then that was that was completely the goal of this so we just wanted to give a conclusion episode that would offer you our final thoughts and uh
0: our final tips. Yeah, definitely. Um so with that being said, I guess we can just we'll start it go off. Go right into it. Mm-hmm. Elena, what is your first one?
1: Oh, it's hard out of the many many things. Um I would say, well, you know what? How about this? bring a sweater (laughs) don't don't ignore the most obvious rule from this entire podcast it is chilly in in most of these places
0: so bring a sweater you in archives you need a certain temperature to uphold the integrity of these documents Mm. which is you know expected of you know these rooms and preservation and everything so Please bring a sweater. Like I have there's so many moments where I was cold and one sweater wasn't enough and I needed to, you know, grab Elena's sweater yeah. and put it over my sweater because I was so cold. So in, in that sense, you know, layer up or you know, wear pants. Mm-hmm. Something yeah. like wear socks, people. Um, it's like it's generally it's just cold in there. And if yeah. it's not, then if you're layered up, you can just remove your sweater and show your very fancy schmancy shirt underneath that is appropriate in this setting obviously
1: all right so what about you what's your what's a big one
0: um i think another one just uh from the thought is um i personally am a morning person and uh throughout the summer i was always up before elena You know, and that's fine, you know,
1: consistently without fail,
0: (laughs) without fail. uh, I would always hear her like running from her room to the bathroom (laughs) while I'm doing my makeup with
1: 10 minutes to spare before we're (laughs) supposed to leave.
0: So um, I think it's really important to um, eat beforehand. Uh, whether it's, you know, a quick bowl of cereal or a breakfast bar that you're eating on the way, make sure you eat something. Or if you like eating a big breakfast, you know, waking up early in order to make that breakfast um, because you do get hungry in there. And,
1: and my stomach was often the one making the loud grumble noises while Lady was sitting there. You know, she was hungry, but her, she wasn't interrupting the yeah. research it, with my, her stomach.
0: My hunger was less obvious to the, to the room. <laughs> So, yeah. And I mean,
1: kind of what goes along with that is, you know, a lot of these places have limited hours and, you know, especially if you're commuting, um, you want to make the most of the time that you have there. So you don't necessarily want to take an hour lunch break, Mm -hmm. you know, when you only have five hours in the archive anyway. So sometimes you're just going to go and you're not going to eat. Yeah. So to
0: eat a big meal before is smart. Right. And I think in in that sense, one weird thing that we – learned or gained was the ability to hold down your hunger for a long amount of time because you didn't want to waste time being in the archives you didn't want to waste time being in the library or whatever so it could be like i'm not promoting this or condoning this obviously you should eat and stay you know um don't starve yourself yeah exactly don't starve yourself you need to take a break take a break You're right but because we didn't know this i was able to be like i can hold my hunger down for a couple more hours after Mm -hmm. not eating since 9 a.m and it's like 5 or 6 p.m. Um, but, I mean, I don't recommend it. It's just something that I think I, I gained in this trip. Skill. Yeah. So definitely, But definitely do eat um, and make time to eat um, in the morning if you can. And that kind of segues
1: into drink a lot of water at all the times in the day that you're not in the archive because you can't bring your bottled water into the archive, obviously. And so... we're kind of you get a little dehydrated by Mm -hmm. the end of the day so make sure you're drinking at night in the morning all the other times because you start to realize like oh my gosh like Mm -hmm. i would go go home at night and just chug water and i'm like why am i so thirsty oh i haven't had water for five hours so right and i was just like
0: when uh we got access to a dispensable (laughs) water refrigerator because we don't have one in our apartments (laughs) So we would have to buy gallons of water. But when I had access to a dispensable water fridge, I was constantly getting up to go to the fridge and get more water. And I was like, I am so thirsty. And you realize you haven't really, right, what Elena said, you haven't really been drinking water because you can't. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the access to it just isn't easy.
1: Yeah, so moving into, those are just like the, the other the side tips and tricks, right. and the pre-archive stuff. Um, so another, I guess another pre-thing would be to, um, we mentioned this in a couple episodes, would be to call ahead, mm-hmm. make sure that, you know, the hours are, you know, make, confirm what the hours are, um, make sure you don't need to make an appointment, you know, make sure that they have the records that you need on site. Mm-hmm. There's a, just a lot of things that you should check into before you just go there and assume that they're gonna be ready for you because you know as we said in the last episode at the smithsonian archive you know we got lucky the the woman even said herself she she didn't have the heart to turn us away um so you know very nice yeah if you catch a person who does have the heart um (laughs) then you just spent two hours driving to dc for no reason so um and we you know we obviously we explained the circumstances behind that but you know call ahead when when you have the opportunity
0: um just to make everyone's life right easier because you really I think it's really important as researchers to have a good relationship with the staff of whatever institution or whatever place you're going to um because you are the one you know asking them for a favor you know you're asking them to be willing to like unleash these these documents for you and you know um and it's like you know these are these are prized documents or these are really important to them and they're putting their trust in you. So you want to gain that relationship of trust um, that uh, with the staff, so that you know. N- and you're working in there for hours, and yeah. so you want to create that that good space for everyone to be just comfortable. And so when you walk in um, unannounced or you just expect them to help you, it just it seems very like not like in a how dare you kind of way, but it's like it was very unprofessional yeah. and it it just, it doesn't taste right, I guess. Um, So definitely like, you know, call ahead, schedule, uh, find out information and don't just barge in there expecting to get all the the documents and all the sources that that you need to get.
1: Yeah, I mean, while these are public archives for the most part, you know, you still want to have, A professional attitude and a friendly Mm -hmm. attitude because then they're gonna be more willing to help you out and you know because like we said you're gonna be searching through catalogs and you know and if they know of something that you might not know of but Mm -hmm. you came in being you know a jerk okay they're not gonna they're not gonna help you (laughs) with that thing so I mean just kind of like going along with that you know we spent most of our time in Westmoreland at the Westmoreland County Courthouse and, you know, we learned the names of the staff. We would ask them how their day is going. Shout out to Anne. <laughs> every time. And Ashley. Every time um, we would leave, you know, we'd leave. would ask if they need anything, a coffee from outside or, you know, if they want to grab anything. And on, on our last day, we brought them donuts. Yeah. Um, just, you know, to say thank you. And, and you establish a relationship in the future. If, if you know, right. you know, Levy obviously is going to be going back there at some point to, to you know, gather up some more stuff. So you want to establish, okay, we didn't come in and leave your place a mess, and we weren't, you know, mishandling anything, and we were actually really nice, and here's a yeah. donut. And the
0: donuts, I think, you know, donuts are such a universal favorite. Um, and it's so... <laughs>
1: Although the guard oh, said the guard. that they were bagel people, so... That maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe get it's some not bagels. as universal yeah. as I
0: thought. But for the most part, donuts are... I mean, I don't know. Who doesn't love a donut? But, like, so when we were going, uh, you know... When we were going around with the donuts, it's just it's it's something that they will remember you by, and they'll yeah. remember you not just as like the donut guy, but as like the researcher guy who came in here every single day for like how many weeks, and then he brought donuts, and that's such a great way to to cap it off and to just um, close off the relationship on a sweet note. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on to the next one, uh, this is something that we learned. Um, throughout and obviously like I guess in any situation where you need a laptop or a camera we learned the hard way a few times charge 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 um there may not be as many outlets as you might need there or there may not be outlets in convenient places or any nearby so it's really important to have your equipment ready and good to go by the time you get there so definitely remember to charge your things overnight um phones laptops cameras because you're gonna need them and if they die on you then it, that it sucks makes life harder right yeah. so that was a pretty quick one bring some headphones because Ugh.
1: it can be some solitary work mm-hmm. and the mindless hum- work yeah the music can keep you pumped up mm-hmm. um wear the right shoes for standing which oh yeah, yeah. may come as a shock It did to me because I was like, we're going to be sitting and going Mm -hmm, through papers. mm -hmm. But, you know, oftentimes to get a full shot of a document, you have to stand, you're standing, walking around, you're, you know, there's a lot more standing involved than i expected so you know when you wear sandals that have no support support, (laughs) um, completely
0: flat by the end of the day your foot is gonna hurt a little bit so i remember i remember that feeling too in the beginning yeah because this was after this was in westmoreland and um we were just standing for hours taking pictures for hours and like i could not like i had to like bend my my (laughs) bend my feet like inwards in a way where the weight wasn't going on my on my feet so it was just it was like painful and from then on I was like I need to wear sneakers I need to wear like something that's you know more comfortable and thankfully in that setting um, at the Westmoreland County Courthouse you know they were a little more lax on what we were wearing so I could just wear sneakers sneakers, and it was nice but I mean obviously in more formal places um, that require like a three or four um, outfit, wear something nice, wear sandals, um, or after that, bring comfortable bring, shoes. Yeah. Like know, I, I think I learned that. Yeah,
1: too. I wore heels to DC both days. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then when you want to do the touristy things, after the archives close at 5 o'clock, I'm walking around the city in heels, <laughs> and the lady brought shoes, like, real shoes, so yeah. you can bring them, yeah. also. I didn't so, think of that.
0: Yeah, I think that was another thing that uh, I realized was that you can... Um, that you can just put shoes in your bag they can be flats they can be sneakers i brought socks i it's also because i knew it was going to rain that day Mm -hmm. and i didn't want to get my sandals wet so and it helped just walking around i'm wearing like a skirt and some nike sneakers yeah it was funny it was 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 a a little funny looking but you know what my feet weren't crying and i was proud of that moment for sure so
1: some of the these are like the more major uh major league tips and also like for those who have made it into yeah into the into the arc yeah getting their research and um things that are just going to be really helpful if you realize them up front um, because you won't have to go back and redo your work so when you're taking a photograph of a document especially if you're doing a project like this that's that involves hundreds and hundreds of photographs of of different books of different documents um it's best to bring a pencil and some little pieces of paper and make a tag to go along with it and a tag is basically it just like i said it's a small sheet of paper that sits in the corner of the document saying
0: making sure it doesn't cover anything
1: yeah that this this is page three of order book 12 from 1734 to 1738 so you have the specific citation of the book So, that there's no what we called orphan photos Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, I have a page
0: that I have no clue where it belongs. Right. And that was always, that was, that's always a worry or a problem because you don't want to create those. Um, Yes, you could create context clues of looking at pictures, you know, before and after or, you know, things like that to kind of understand. But having that tag is really a lifesaver. And so I think, um, when we got into other archives and we were looking at um, documents that came in folders mm-hmm. and they had the citation on the folder tab, which saved us from yeah, making That's tags when it becomes that a breeze. Was, yeah, that was But a you just want to make sure
1: that that's visible in every right. photo. Yep, so um, you just
0: place it or you have the you have the folder visible in every single picture.
1: Yeah, so somebody could shake up your database like a martini and then you could still figure out where everything
0: belongs. <laughs> shake in a <or> stirred database. <laughs>
1: it's it no it's re- and we learned the hard way because there were some times where we had to mm-hmm. go back and and especially too it 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 can be annoying but erasing and putting the page number for each thing even if the page number is visible um you know you just never know if you're going to misread something mm-hmm. you never know if in the photo you know it's blur anything could happen so if you have a double you know it's better to be super sure right than to have to go back and confirm mm-hmm. especially if you, you know okay we you know we can't just go back to the Smithsonian willy-nilly right. and, you know, do that. You know, obviously you have to make an appointment. So it's like you just want to make, make sure your when you're leaving yeah. yeah,
0: that that everything is, is set. Yeah, and that properly. was actually one thing that Levy taught me was that um, when you are in the archives, your mindset should be, I'm only in here for this amount of time, and I have this amount of time to get, this amount of information and you really don't want to waste that time so if it takes having to repeat pictures or taking them again or making sure that you're getting everything that you need in that moment because all you have is that moment you know so you really want to squeeze out as much as you can
1: yeah so just try and be mindful ahead of time of of the different things that that you're gonna need for later definitely have a game plan yeah because a lot of it is you know you're doing this harvesting work of getting all your pictures, getting all your documents, and then later is when you're going to go through everything and and put your your project together. And you don't want to have to spend a billion hours sorting things. Mm-hmm, and you know, mm-hmm. it's if you know, make folders f- in your computer for you know, put the pictures on your computer as you go, if possible, and make a folder for it that has the citation of the book. Um, just anything you can do to keep yourself organized as you go, so that you're not spending five hours every night right. putting your you
0: know. Retracing your steps, I guess, Mm -hmm. it's really helpful. Right. Um, So going on to continuing databases, I think something that we learned in making them um, using Excel, uh, we learned that it's really important to, uh, when you're making your columns of different subjects of whatever information you're putting on there, uh, it's really important to split up your categories. So if you were to put date, it's not just... May 29th, 1995, which is my birthday. (laughs) But um, it would be month, day, and year, however you want to do that. Or um, uh, that you try to make it as uh, split up as possible because in future times when you need to search for a year or you need to search for a month or you need to search for a page, it's really easier to to, to narrow things down when you can filter through um, whatever your database is. So definitely yeah. do that in your databases.
1: Yeah, the, the first line of basically every one we created was county, book, volume, years, mm-hmm. um, you know, person named, notes. You want
0: to have a column for notes, definitely. Yeah, cause there's little quirks about documents that doesn't have a category.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you might get halfway through things and realize you need another column, and that's, you know, the, the main thing with this sort of work, I think, is be flexible. Um, I agree. It, the whole thing, I think, whether you're experienced or not, you know, because obviously Levy has been doing this for a long time, and he's still, you know, you're changing your mind, you're figuring out a new way to do something, and so just don't be hard on yourself if you make a mistake, and just go with it, you right. know, be flexible, and adapt, and realize that each time is going to be a new experience and a learning experience. And then you just know for next time. Okay. Next time I make, I add that column, you know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be like a big frustrating thing. Um, You know? Yeah. And
0: I think throughout, throughout, like Every project is different, you know? You have to cater things to the way that your project or your subject works. So you learn about what's important and you learn about what's not important or things you have to go back to or things you have to, you know, refresh yourself on. And even not just in like researching and archives and database, but even in just like living a research lifestyle, you have to be flexible. You know, some days start at 9, some days you have to wake up early to drive further. Um, some days, you know, you end at five and some days you have to, you know, keep working or some days you have to work over the weekend. And Mm -hmm. that's just a part of the whole deal. And, uh, I think accepting that and understanding that was definitely a part of it and, and being understanding when, you know, you're inconvenienced in any way, but you understand like the big picture of this is what this is for. And this is why we're doing it. And it kind of brings you back and re-centers you on why this is also important and why what you're doing is significant in especially the historical world.
1: Yeah, and you know, as a young historian, a young researcher, it's exciting to, f- to kind of figure out, okay, is this a lifestyle that I can see myself, you know, mm-hmm. living? Or, no, it's very much not a lifestyle I could see myself living. You know, that's doing a project like this, or really any research project, you know, even if it's, you know, smaller, or, you know, larger, you're going to find out like, okay, that's not my thing, or mm-hmm. I love that. That's what I want to do and th- mm-hmm. that's that part is really exciting because I know, you know, when you're in classes and just doing your thing, it sometimes it's hard. It's like, "Oh my god, what do I want to do with the rest of my life?" Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, exploring any avenue that is a potential career path is like, you know, it's it's a learning opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, you
0: learn about yourself, you learn about what you like and what you don't like, and it's literally from like minuscule things or to really big things, it's an entire learning process and you're literally growing and learning, you know, making mistakes and growing from them throughout the entire thing, whether it be, you know, trying to cook dinner for yourself for the first time or <laughs> trying out a different research style or whatever, you know, whatever it is, the entire thing is like removing you from your comfort zone. And I think that's, that was, that was a big takeaway.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean these were our biggest tips and tricks and tools that we came up with. Yeah, if um, you guys have any more let us know. Yeah. Well, everyone, this is a very bittersweet moment knowing that for now this is our last recording. We're like like lady said before, we're about to hit the road. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who stuck with us this far listening um i hope that you you know gained something out of it or just laughed at the stories um you know already there's been an outcry of support from people that i know and so just thank you for listening thank you for your feedback and you know it's this trip has been just amazing and really exciting and you know i'm thankful to you lady for being such an awesome little partner and I'm thankful to you Levy for being an awesome mentor and I'm just grateful for this opportunity and this experience and yeah thank you everyone
0: Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Sentimental <child. laughs> um wow okay so I, I, it's true I guess this really is our our last you know for now uh episode and uh Oh man like where where do I begin it's just it's um as some of you may or may not know but I have not been in the history world for a very long time and uh just to be here to be you know speaking into this mic and just to be talking about all the amazing incredible things that I honestly cannot believe that I'm doing here with such amazing people um and so you know from start to finish this entire trip has been a ride and it's been you know twists and turns and stress and you know triumph and like so many emotions in in uh just five weeks and just immersing ourselves in you know this really exciting and and uh exciting and amazing world of history and historical research um and i'm just thankful for the entire thing um Yes, thank you, Elena, for <laughs> being, you know, my partner in crime, my co-host, and my roommate for this Aww. entire time. Uh, oh, and co-driver. Yes. Uh, and um, just, you know, thank you for keeping me sane throughout this entire thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and honestly, throughout my entire historical career. <laughs> um, and thank you, Levy, seriously, for this opportunity. I honestly never would have expected this to happen when you brought up doing a podcast or when you brought up working at Jiwa, um, you know, and working for the NPS. And it's just, it's none of this would have been possible without you and, and without your expertise and your knowledge and your skills in <laughs> in all of this. Snaps to <laughs> <laughs> um, just, just really thank you for trusting us too to be able to do this kind of work uh, and for pushing us to, to be independent historians and, you know, just challenge us to be better and thank you so much for that um oh don't stop um yeah all in all this was an amazing experience and you know it's true I've gotten a lot of support from my friends and family about everything that we've been doing and it's 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 really especially I guess for me has been something that no one in my life really knows or understands and to be able to kind of advocate that um to people in my life or in the world in general um sharing that has just been a really beautiful experience so thank you guys and
1: so when we say that this is our last one for now um we are trying to you know obviously advertise this podcast and um you know push it out into the history world and the public history world and so if um, we are successful in that, then we will pick up later with, um, you know, hopefully at a conference or, you know, just anywhere. Anywhere that will accept us. (laughs) Give you some more updates of first
0: experiences, uh, being podcast people. Right. And if any of you, any of you want to stay updated with what, what we're doing, definitely follow us on Instagram uh it's bring a sweater underscore podcast and uh you know we have all our updates and little quirks and things about our time here hashtag bring a sweater hashtag podcast hashtag george washington hashtag american history hashtag hashtag um (laughs) so So. yeah all right i guess that wraps it up thanks everybody thanks guys love you bye (laughs)
1: This podcast was produced by me, Philip Levy, with special thanks to the George Washington Birthplace National Monument, the National Park Service, the Organization of American Historians, the University of South Florida, and the University of Mary Washington.